when you're learning all these small pieces in isolation, you don't always see like why you're learning something. And then once you learn the whole framework, it's like, oh, now I understand. When you put all of this together, you can really make a whole web application and it all makes sense. Welcome to Lewagon Live. This week, hear from our alumni themselves at our panel event. We love hearing from our old students who have gone on to do amazing things post bootcamp. They've come back to tell our current students honest advice about their experience before and after graduating. You'll meet Josh, now specialising in front-end development, Christos, who's now a senior full-stack developer, and then Heidi and Asia, who are junior software engineers. Hear all about their different journeys. Um, so if we get started, if everyone can just kind of introduce themselves, what you were doing before the wagon and what you're doing now, I think that's a really nice place to start. And also what batch you did, so we can kind of relate with where you guys are now. Um. <laughs> Uh, my name is Josh. I was on uh, batch 190 with Nicola here and Ife at the back there. Um, so nice to be back. Uh, 24, I did this boot camp straight out of university pretty much uh, after I finished after the summer. And now I'm a front end developer at a fintech company called InvestCloud. We build financial web platforms, trading platforms for a variety of financial clients, big and small. Yeah. Hi everyone, my name is Esther, representing the amazing 222. <laughs> um, so uh, before switching to tech, I was a media, uh, media buying manager at a company called Digitas, uh, which is a publicist uh, agency. And um, I did my batch earlier this year, so I graduated in uh, late, late March. And then now I'm a full stack developer at a data science company called Stackcount. Hello everyone, uh, my name is Heidi. I just did the last batch, batch 240. Um, I was a chartered professional accountant for seven years before joining Luogan and um, I am working as a back-end developer at a company called Saitora. Uh, we build um, APIs for insurance companies um, and we build um, like AI um, to enrich and correct data from insurance companies. Hi, I'm Nick. Um, I've done batch 190, like Josh said. Uh, before that, I worked for six years for the Norwegian Sovereign Fund in the real estate investment management department. And now I'm a freelance and I work with a collective called Alchemist and we build many different products. I'm not going to go into all the details right <laughs> now. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Christos. I did the batch a couple of years ago now, batch 42. Before the wagon, I was working in a nuclear power station. I studied mechanical engineering and I was training to be a operator there, kind of think Homer Simpson style, and uh, decided that wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, and can you tell us why you chose the wagon and you thought that learning to code in nine weeks would change your life? So I was looking for something to do. I wanted to move to London and a friend of mine actually suggested Le Wagon because he knew somebody who had done it. So I spoke to her about it and she was really, really very positive about it and said a lot of good things. And I had done a bit of programming at uni before and always found it kind of interesting. So I thought, why not? And uh, yeah, that was that was the beginning. <laughs> After five, what, 10 years in finance, I needed a big change. And uh, I've tried to rationalize my choice like many times, but still not clear why. I really needed a big change. I tried uh, to, to code on Code Academy. I really liked it. I applied here and it was really a good choice. I really loved it. Um, 
working as um, an accountant for a long time, I think I just had that feeling of just me not enjoying a job. It was, I just had that for a really long time and I just never had the courage to really take an action um, about it. Um, but I think that I was going, getting into the point where I just really needed a change and I met a couple of software engineers actually around that time and I was asking um, like what kind of skill they use the most and they need the most and then they said problem solving and then that was one like pretty much the only thing I enjoyed at my job as an accountant and I did a lot of research and I mean I didn't really know about like programming in general so I got my software engineer friends to look at all the syllabus of like different bookends and they said look I'm gonna have the best like syllabus so that's how I decided to join. For me um, I hated my job that's it. <laughs> and I really wanted a change. Um, I actually went to another coding school, not naming which one, um, for their part-time course for just like a taster. Didn't really like it. Pretty commercialized. Um, La Wagon seems pretty organic because when I came in for my interview with Alex, I was like, wow, this place is very hipster. <laughs> and people are friendly. They actually remember your name. I was like, okay, I feel a little bit special. Yeah, <laughs> and then I picked the wagon. Uh, the syllabus is great. Um, I didn't really have a job to hate before I started here, but um, I was always kind of the tech guy in my family, even though I was the youngest one. I was always the one sorting everything out. Um, I actually did languages at university, and while I was uh, abroad in Barcelona doing a marketing internship, I got to do some web page design, and that was the only thing I enjoyed in those six months, really. So started in my final year, start to do some online co-academy stuff, that sort of thing. Talk to all my software developer friends um, as well. And th there was a, a guy in the year below me at my secondary school who did uh, Le Wagon, a guy called Evan Thomas. Um, so I thought, why not? I came along to an alumni panel event, actually. Um, I spoke to a guy called Ed, who was the old Alex Tomba. Um, and yeah, just fell in love with the place immediately. It felt like I'd be really at home here and just decided to dive in. Nice. And what did you find hard or different or challenging throughout the boot camp? Um, and also, what was the week that you really struggled with or you felt like giving up um, or something that was a real challenge for you during the boot camp? Uh, the real, I think the real, I can't remember all your questions, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the real struggle week for me was uh, week eight was the first week of project week because, um, well, for me, I, I pitched an idea. Um, I actually co-pitched an idea with an, another um, person. We had the same idea coming into the boot camp, which is kind of strange. But um, it's just really having a solid idea of something you've thought about for months on end, and then you have to try and share it with four other people and try and uh, relax on what your vision of what it was and trust other people to do their jobs it was quite tough for me. Um, I guess I was a bit, a bit of a perfectionist in that respect. Um, but it was really good. Uh, prep for the real work world in terms of how I have to collaborate and trust other people, I guess. Can you elaborate on that? Like, how is it from the boot camp to your day-to-day -day job at the moment? How, how did you find that it's industry-related? Well, I think it's quite... It's, I guess you assume a bit more of yourself, but um, sometimes you want people to think down exactly the same... Uh, road that you do and you can't understand why they can't see it your way and you have to think of a multitude of different ways to um, express exactly what you want and why you want it um, to try and change their opinions but also at the same time be open to understanding why perhaps your idea isn't the perfect way to go 
about things and that's been yeah, really helpful so far. So for me, um, so I just want you, to, you guys to know that if you feel like there's a meltdown in the middle of a bootcamp, that's totally fine. There are a couple of breakdowns during mine as well. Um, for me, the first six weeks, uh, I think the most struggling part, it's probably the first week because you don't know anything. And then everyone just finished everything and then just got to optional in the first like five hours. And you're like, wow, I'm just on exercise one. Yay. <laughs> And um, for me, Project Week, also the first week was, uh, we struggled a lot. I team up with the nicest people on the bootcamp. Sorry for the rest of them. <laughs> um, we want to flip tables so many times um, because it's just the way how you work together as devs are very different from the teamwork that you do at, um, at school or in your other companies because um, you will have conflicts in coding in the code and you're like why are you pushing your code when you don't ask me if I'm doing the same thing so make sure you guys communicate well if you want to flip tables you can flip tables but then just 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 be reasonable in the first place it's okay to have hard feelings but just make sure that your goal you guys have the same goal and how did you, in your project week, how did your team resolve any conflicts or any troubles in the first week of working together? We swallow our pride. <laughs> um, and yeah, and beer. So, and then um, basically, um, you guys will find out like some people will prefer back end, and then there are, there are times everyone wants to do back end or front end together, and you're like, okay, who's gonna do the other part? So make sure sometimes you don't re you don't get to do your part. Uh, your pre your prefer preferred part, so that's okay. Make sure that you th you think that oh, that's a practice for me to do front end. If you hate front end, and uh, just take every opportunity to learn because uh, when you go outside and find a job, you don't always get to do what you want to do. But then it's also a good way to practice as well. So be patient, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely had a couple of meltdowns. I think my first one was. The second week, I think first week was just like everything was just going so fast that I just didn't even realize. And then the second week was just like the wake up moment where I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm caught up for this. Like, and I remember just sitting in the corner and like talking to one of the, the teachers, Marco, I don't know if he still teaches. And he like sat down with me. He like, like just talked through like this is totally normal, which, which is normal. I think like we're in this like such an intense like nine week of like you know, something that you've never done before. So like that's totally normal. But at the time I was like, man, like, I don't know. I paid a lot of money for this, like all this, all these things. I'm like, I cannot give up now. It's only second week. Um, I just like, he just like literally pushed me to the yoga class to like, just, just like relax. Don't think about anything. Just like do yoga. Um, and it, yeah, and the from the third week, like I think there was like, like like a slow click moment. Like I just went like from there, but my second breakdown was like the project week as well, and it was my idea, um, and that was something that I was thinking about like before I joined joined the bookcamp, um, and sharing that with people and noticing all these problems of my own project as well, and also like everyone has got their own. Um, like back end or front end, like they're like people are good at one or the other or more both, but usually they have like one or the other. Um, but we are here to learn everything. So like at war, you can be like, oh, you are good at this, you do this, but it's not like that. We're here to learn everything. So like, yeah, you might be better at front end, but like that person wants to learn back end. You kind of need to like adjust that as a leader as well. Like 
as like a product owner. So that was kind of like a hard, hard for me to kind of deal with. Yeah. Was there anything from accounting that you could bring, so from your old career that you could bring to your new uh, role in Project Week? Is there anything that you could bring from that old career, that life and, and the, the, the talent that you had there? Yeah, because um, I was working for a while, so I was managing juniors as well. So it was sort of like managing a team where you kind of need to, um, it's, it's just really communication. So like I tried to communicate with individually and as a team. Um, so it really comes down to um, you claim what you want to do, but at the same time, you kind of need to sort of what other people want to do as well, because you can't all do what you want to do. So you sort of need to like communicate that with, with the team and then like just really find a solution together. I think that's the most important thing. Well, for me, uh, going back to student mode was very hard in the beginning. <laughs> like focusing for, I don't know, an hour and a half, what is it, two hours in the morning, the, the classes, and the evening life code as well, that was really, really hard I had to focus on focusing. <laughs> that was hard. Um, then the rest was fine. Uh, being in the front end, like suddenly it came, it, we went from something really structured, organized and neat to something that looked really messy to me. <laughs> so beginning of front end was bit with I don't know didn't like it much <laughs> how did you deal with that I just kept going just it, it came with time now it's okay but like everything else it, it takes a bit of time just had if to you have to try harder until it clicks and that's it and for the project it went pretty well I think yeah I had a really good team and uh, like she said like communication is key use your Trello whatever tool you want but Organize, split the work, split split your features, break it down, and should should be okay. Did you really use your teacher for Project Week for any issues to help resolve them, or to kind of guide you with which direction you should be going? Yes, like anytime we had an issue, but also like upfront, we discuss with them. I don't know if it was every morning or every other day, um, just to tell them, okay, what you're planning on doing and just if you're on the right track or not, just discuss about that, yeah. Yeah, so for me, uh, I'm a bit of a weirdo and I'd done quite a bit of programming at uni before, so the first few weeks were, were okay for me. But uh, yeah, I think I echo what a lot of the others have said about the project week, uh, you know, about communication and not kind of jumping on top of each other and doing the same tasks. And of course, everybody wants to learn about everything. So you need to find a way to split both like back end and front end between people who are good and bad at it. I think something that we did, which worked quite well, was we paired up kind of one person who was stronger with one person who was maybe a bit weaker and, and split our team of four like that uh, into two pairs so that they were kind of working together and so were able to help each other. So did you still have a buddy other. system then? In yeah, kind way. of. I would say that we kept the buddy system for the for the projects and, and that worked quite well for us. And yeah, the project turned out all right. Cool. So now I'm going to flip it. What was the moment or the week or the lecture that everything just clicked and you're like, yeah, I've, I've got this? I think for me, when you start learning Rails, which is the framework which kind of brings together everything that you've learned in the first, what is it, four, five, six weeks, um, that kind of helped put everything together for me. Because when you're learning all these small pieces in isolation, you don't always see like why you're learning something. 
And then once you learn the whole framework, it's like, oh, now I understand. When you put all of this together, you can really make a whole web application and it all makes sense. So yeah, that was definitely the moment for me. Um, I don't think I had like a big moment of like, oh my God, everything makes sense. Like I think I had like a little moment where like, oh right, like that little thing makes sense. Like, oh, that function works. Or like, oh, I can now build like this thing now. So I had like a little one so that built more of confidence and and like assurance sort of that, that those moments. But I don't think like I had like a big moment. So if you never had that moment, like I'm with you. So like, don't worry too much about it. Because those little things add up to, to the big, big thing, so, yeah. I think I'm the same as Heidi. Um, I was desperately looking for that aha moment. <laughs> it, there, there are some small aha moments like, oh, the API works while actually pulling the data. That, those, are, those are amazing. Um, but if you don't feel like sometimes you just feel like, oh, these are just little success. Sometimes it might be you put your stand a little bit too high and you didn't realize that you actually reached the goal that you want to, uh, that you have set for. So it's okay. Don't be too hard on yourself. Um, I think I had a, a few little moments. Um, I think one of, the, one of them was the first time I got to an optional exercise in the day was very exciting. It was, yeah. took, took me a little while, but I got there eventually. Um, second one, I don't know if you guys still do Lushbem. Uh, we managed to, I managed to get Lushbem done, which was, and that, that was quite early on. I thought, okay, I, I, think I, I think I've got this. And the third one was actually when I was doing my demo day I, and I was going through it and I, I was the one presenting and talking. I, saw, I looked around at my product and I went, that's actually something I'm really proud of. And uh, I felt like I'd be all right in the industry. Yeah. Um, okay, so what was your preference during the boot camp, back end or front end? And what is your preference now that you've had some experience in, in the real world? Well, I'm a, I'm a front-end developer now. But um, I came into this thinking I'd only enjoy front-end stuff. I'm quite creative and arty. But turns out I actually really enjoy the back-end sort of thing. I thought it would just be all numbers and everything and wouldn't really make any sense. But it's really kind of, for me at least, I don't know, um, all about problem-solving. And I was quite into puzzles and stuff as well. And I didn't realize how much creativity you could inject in the back-end to make uh, your whole application work in, in ways you might not have thought of in the first place. So, but front end, yeah. Um, I think, uh, I, think I'm, I enjoy uh, both back end and front end. I especially like building the API that actually works and then uh, pre, um, making the da uh, do data visualization because I work at a data science company. So uh, for me, both sides. Um, during the bootcamp, I definitely enjoyed back end more. Um, I, I particularly enjoy using API. Uh, we use a lot of API for um, the the product um, during the product week, um, and now at my job, I I, I so before I, w I was looking for a job, I, I knew I wanted to work with API, and then and uh, luckily I, I got a job where I'm we're building many many different APIs. So that's definitely what I prefer. But I also talked to front end developers at my company, and they were all talking about uh, different things that I didn't learn from the bootcamp and all the things that like I'm definitely willing to explore. So I don't think you need to decide. Oh, like I'm just gonna do back end or just gonna do front end. You can you definitely have time to explore, even if you get a job as a front end or or a back end. So. Yeah. Well, I like back end more, and, and that's what I do. Uh, but both overlaps more and more. So anyway, you need to learn and know about both. So 
Yeah, for me, definitely my preference is towards backend and was during the bootcamp as well. But my role right now is very much full stack. So I work both backend and front end. And I, I don't dislike front end. I just prefer backend because you have more control. Like you don't have to worry like, oh, what browser is the user going to use? And is it going to work in IE 10 or something obscure like that? It's on the back end. It just works. It just always works. <laughs> and if you could just tell us a little bit about the product that you built during your last few weeks at La Wagon um, and how you felt that experience was. So the project that we built was um, one of the guys on our team. He was an investment banker. And his idea was that um, so in many African countries, there are a lot of people who don't have bank accounts. And a lot of people work with kind of mobile banking, so they get credit on their phone and all of this kind of thing. So the idea was to build a platform where they could apply for a loan using only their mobile phone. And so we built this kind of uh, system where you could text in uh, with your phone and register for the app. And then um, kind of the people who manage the finances could log in and see the loans and like approve or disapprove uh, different requests and things like that. Nice. So, yeah. And what was your role in, in that? Um, well, a bit of everything, but I did do probably more backend than front end in general there. Yeah. So our, our product was Spotlands and, uh, Mike is, is a, he was a swimming instructor. So we built a kind of a marketplace for, uh, sport and swimming instructors where you can actually book a lesson with a swimming instructor. Yeah. Uh, I was doing more of the backend. And with another guy, but the other guy, he spent most of this time building uh, the actually the booking system and the calendar, which was really good in the end, but it took him most of the two weeks. <laughs> I did most of the rest. <laughs> and how did you decide who was going to work on front end, back end, or what parts of the app? It was it was quite natural. Like we were like four, and two of us were we had the preference for back end, and the other two. There were more front end, so split it like that. Yeah, nice. it's fairly easy for us. And how was it for you, Heidi? Because it was your idea that got picked. So did you feel more pressure because it was your your pitch, your idea, and you were leading this? I was definitely pressure um, um, because we, uh, while we were sketching and doing more of brainstorming on the top of the features we had, I started to have like doubts about my uh, my idea. They were like, oh, what about this? What about that? I'm like, oh, maybe, th maybe this was a like, mistake. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. Uh, but we, we managed to do it. Um, so my, my our project was, um, I'm, I'm really passionate about travel. So I moved to London to travel more on the weekends and, and going to do different places. Um, and I was always in and out on the weekend. And I thought, like, I don't really care about the order that I'm going to these places. And as long as I get cheap, cheap flights. Um, so let's say I want to go to these three places in the next three months. And these are my free weekends. Um, uh, so our app will automatically uh, fetch all the information from API to have all this um, um, prices and then it will generate the algorithm to um, find me the best option to like oh go here in this weekend go there in this weekend and I think um, so we use a lot of API um, so I, I was dealing mostly API and Bill I did a little bit of everything um, I me and another girl two of us were stronger in backend two of the other girls were 
uh, stronger in front end, but everyone wanted to do everything. So we sort of did pair program like like yours. Um, so we did one person who's stronger in back end, one person who's stronger in front end. We're kind of did, like the pair programming. Um, so it worked out really well well for us. So you guys have met Sahar, right? She has TA you guys already. So uh, Sahari has the idea of my finish line. So remember myfinishline.co.uk is going live very soon. So uh, I'm on Sahari's team and we're building um, a platform for people who, who want to train for marathons, um, uh, Spartan race or um, Ironman. So essentially, we will we use the Strava API and it will pull the data uh, for the months that you have been training for a particular event. And then we put it into a plan so that other people who want to train for that event can subscribe to that plan. And uh, for yourself, you can also upload any uh, training period that you have done on Strava and also manually as well. And we have also, Sahar has also partnered with a pretty famous coach in the UK. Um, and he has been adding in some really nice workout plans as well. But these are all just like a sneak peek. Um, but Sahar will be able to um, tell you a little bit more. Uh, I worked on her team a little bit more, a little bit after grad, uh, graduating from La Wagon. Unfortunately, I'm a little bit too busy. So I haven't been on the team since last month. But yeah, make sure you check out the website, guys. <laughs> I do have one question for you. Did you feel that you had uh, extra stress or pressure compared to people that were working on a product that wasn't actually going to be used after the bootcamp? Um, we, I think we're pretty clear that the first product that uh, going to be on demo day would be a, a prototype. Um, we, I think everyone just try their best, uh, use all the skills that we have acquired from the bootcamp. Uh, uh, I don't feel extra pressure, but I did volunteer uh, to work on her app afterwards because it's a good practice as well. And if you guys feel like that, you're passionate about that product, I highly recommend working on that because it will be a good time for you to uh, put your mind off from job hunting a little bit. It's like an extra time for yourself to work on something you're familiar with. So, yeah. Uh, so, obviously, it was... I. It was my idea, uh, um, our final project. I, I made something called Jammer with my team, um, which was a website that helped you find musicians in your local area to have jam sessions with, with the longer term view of maybe finding bandmates down the road and creating. And I, I was quite lucky that all four people in my team were musicians and we're all very passionate. Well, I, I presume that's why they, they voted to join it. But, um, and they're all very passionate about making it the best product it could be. Um, we, we split quite naturally as well into two front-end uh, and two back-end developers. For me, I also took on, I guess, a slight project manager sort of role um, and a bit of UX, UI design um, as well because we didn't want to use the standard uh, Rails template card, uh, Lawagon cards that um, we wanted to sort of branch out a bit and try and um, stand ourselves out, which was probably actually the most difficult part for me, trying to figure out how to get those to work. They look great in the end, but um, <laughs> um, I've actually forgotten what your question was. It was quite no, that was just <laughs> what your product was. Okay, so what's life like after the boot camp? Um, are, are there any similarities between the boot camp project weeks in real life and, and things like that? Um, sort of. I, I've coming. I'm coming to the end of uh, a big project that I've been working on at my company now for the past six months, almost since I started. Um, it was it was quite unusual joining my company 
um, about two weeks after I began, the person that I was shadowing moved to Barcelona uh, and they asked me to just step up and take over the project, which was quite daunting. Um, and I sort of had big time imposter syndrome for a couple of months, um, but eventually I felt like I knew what I was doing. Um, but it was really good uh, having had to deal with that sort of almost project manager role because it meant I was able to um, learn how to communicate in, in the tech sense uh, much more effectively, uh, giving updates on my progress and um, understanding uh, where the project was and where it needed to be and how to explain that both to external clients and our in, internal management. Um, all of which um, I sort of learned at least a little bit uh, during the project weeks, yeah. So right after the bootcamp, right after the after party, I flew out for a week of ski trip. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but Catherine would say, stay for the career week. There's a career week right after, right? Yeah, stay for that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do travel a little bit because the bootcamp itself is really stressful. You don't know how tight you are right at this very moment. And um, travel a little bit or just like get out of coding for a few days that really helps me to um, lose my mind and I was able to focus on job hunting right after so sorry what's the question right the, the life after we can and uh, it will be a little bit too proud for me to say that but I, I quite like my LinkedIn game and um, I do a lot of LinkedIn um, cold messaging after the uh, after the bootcamp and as well as like uh, doing, trying to do the React course, it was pretty difficult at first. And um, don't push yourself to go right into it because you, there will be a lot of what the heck moments. Like I haven't learned this. What is what? What is the syntax? And then why are we doing this? So make sure you take a little bit of time, revine, go back to the materials that you had at um, that you've learned at La Wagon, and um, maybe sign up one or two Udemy course that you're interested in. For example, a lot of people sign up for. Uh, note js some people sign up for goal from my batch as well so explore a little bit uh you don't have to limit yourself but if you're those people like me a huge warrior of oh I'm, oh my god i don't have a job i really need to find a job the next month focus on job hunting then um step up your linkedin game make sure uh you reach out to people you don't know every single day send out messages uh polish your cv get Alex to look at it and uh, ask people for advice. Um, don't be shy because uh, a lot of people will be like, oh, I don't know these people. I don't know if it's going to be weird um, uh, to message them out of nowhere. Um, the worst thing is just a no or no reply. And um, because I cold messaged my recruiter, he said that they were looking for me to senior level full stack uh, developer. But then because of my personal message, they're, they're willing to give me a chance to even just be on the phone interview and what I got through to get a job. So there are opportunities out there. You just need to make sure that you find them or even create one. Um, I was just really lucky. <laughs> um, so during the hiring week, I got, I think, four or five interviews um, from that day. Um, I agree with the going away, but at the same time, no, because like during the uh, project week, I was so stressed. I wanted something to look forward to, so I booked uh, like a week trip um, just after the hiring week. Um, it didn't they, I didn't know that I was gonna get so many interviews. I just didn't think about it, and then um, and then I got so many interviews. So like I had to really like plan, like really push the interviews afterwards. So maybe think about like 
um, maybe go after a, a week after the hiring or something like that. Um, so yeah, I uh, I met this um, company called Saitora. Um, so I went through a couple of interviews and I, I finally got an offer after that. Um, so definitely if you can be here for the hiring week, really bring up your game, uh, just be yourself really. Um, like I, you know, they're not, we're, we're bootcamp graduates. They don't expect like a mid to senior level or anything. So um, what they're really looking for is you willing to learn. That's, that's what they're really looking for. Um, um, then yeah, also I, I remember talking to you on the alumni panel last batch and she was talking about all this LinkedIn game. So like, I actually like just like messaged just a LinkedIn, um, like a random people who did the Lumagan in like different countries because I wanted to live in Barcelona. So I just randomly like messaging and actually got an interview from Barcelona from just in the messaging, uh, people. So definitely do that, definitely polish um, your CV. I have one quick question. Um, so if you could briefly describe the career day, how did you find the process? We like try to tell everyone that it's a long day, but it's a great day. If you could just tell yeah. it from your point of view. So I think we had about a 12 company, 11 or 12 companies. I think maybe four or five of them are recruiting companies. Um, they're definitely there too. Um, uh, hire people right they're just not there to waste their time so um my my thinking was like i'm not going to waste their time i'm really gonna it was like 10 minute slot or 15 minute slot with each company um so really trying to um talk about your passion talk, talk about um how much we are willing to learn and what you've been, we've been done in the book um and stick around, stick around afterwards because people will ask you, that's how I, uh, like some of the company asked for interviews afterwards. I had to unfortunately like ran after because I, I had something afterwards. Um, but I like uh, follow up with them saying like, oh, um, like I, this, this is mad. And then that's how I got the interviews. Um, so definitely stick around afterwards, try to talk to them before and after. Um, but, but yeah, I think that's about it, yeah. Well, I got very lucky as well. In fact, in January, I joined a, a group of uh, freelancers. It's a collective called Alchemist. It's for a friend, that's why. <laughs> that's why I was very lucky. And turned out they needed somebody else, like a, a new, uh, new member. So I was lucky enough to join them and as a trial first, and uh, I'm still there with them, so it went well. Um, it's all remote, uh, we work from home. We have people in Paris and Belgium, Spain and Portugal now, and me in London. And day-to-day uh, -day job, I think it's, I would say it's like Le Bagon. It's like you just go to the next wall, try to find a solution and climb it and go to the next one again and again and again. <laughs> but um, I'm very lucky because I work with guys who have like 10 years experience or more. And they are really keen on teaching me and explaining me things every day and uh, I'm really grateful for that. It's, it's really good and it's, I think that's what you guys should be looking for after when you look for your next job. Your first job as a developer is like find people who can mentor you, who can who want and are willing to able to teach you because there's like a thousand times more things to learn after. So it's really important. Yeah, yeah I also got very lucky. <laughs> I, uh, I met the guy who hired me at an alumni talk, actually, because uh, they were working in the same building as where the wagon was at the time, a startup called Head Start, which is where I'm still working now. 
And uh, yeah, they basically hired me kind of straight out of the boot camp a couple of months afterwards. Although I did spend some time working on the project uh, for this guy whose idea it was afterwards for a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a challenge. Uh, the job is completely JavaScript based. So moving from Ruby to JavaScript took some time as well. Um, but it was definitely a good, good experience. I think what you said about having mentors is really, really good point. If you can find a job where you have a good mentor, it will help you a lot. I didn't have that, unfortunately. So I was kind of dropped in the deep end and had to figure it out, which it's okay. You can learn that way as well. It's a bit more brutal, but uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely having a good mentor will, will help you go a long way, I think. So if you can, you know, when you're in your interviews, ask, what's the team like? Will I have a mentor assigned to me, like who will help me out or, or something along those lines? That could be really interesting for you guys. Cool. And last question for you guys. Um, if you could give one piece of, of advice um, for the bootcamp, for life after, anything like that, and also what your favorite coding language is. That's a tough one. <laughs> I have this idea in my head, which is like, I've kind of gone full circle to week one of uh, the bootcamp. And by that, I mean, when you, when you start out, you're very reliant on the rake to tell you what's red and I make it green, right? And that workflow is actually amazing. And for years, I didn't do that. And now I'm back to working like that as part of my daily job. So test-driven development. So I write tests for what I want to do. I make sure they're red and then I make them green. And I'm like, okay, it works. And just doing that has really helped me structure my like small tasks a lot better and also just made me a better developer. So yeah, that would be one of my top tips. Uh, what was the other part of the Your question? favorite coding language. Oh yeah, it has to be JavaScript. Um, I would say ask more questions. Uh, with Inside, I should have asked more questions during the bootcamp, and I tried to ask more questions today uh, in my work life. Uh, I think that's that's key. It will make you progress faster. So don't hesitate when you're like thinking whether should I ask or not. Go and ask. Uh, I think that's important. And my favorite language, I don't know too many, but I really like Ruby. I work on Ruby on Rails every day. I really enjoy it. So yeah. advice I can give. Uh, Never stop coding. Uh, just maybe after a bootcamp, you can have like a week off, but go back at it afterwards. I was, once I had my job offer, I was off for like a month. Like I just went travel for a month and I pushed the start day. And after when I got back, I was just so like, I felt like I lost everything. And it was like a lot tougher to like get back to it. So what I could stress is like just keep keep coding even if it's a little bit half an hour a day an hour a day just keep doing it so that you just don't lose that um huh well also it's because it's fun um my favorite language well i use go now go long so i would like to say go but i really miss ruby <laughs> sometimes I'm like ruby had this why doesn't go have this i'm like ah oh, damn it um but yeah, I guess I would have to. I would have to say it's go now. Other <laughs> um, than my step of your LinkedIn game advice, I say uh, don't be afraid to break things because basically that's how you learn. Um, I break multiple things when I I when I first started, but I still break a lot of things. <laughs> there are a lot of five hundred because of me, <laughs> and the front end dev like there's five hundreds again. Is that you? I was like. Ooh. 
yeah that's gonna happen um but hey, that's okay because as long as you um if you don't know anything just ask like is that keep asking questions and then try to fix things you're don't if you can't fix things by yourself just make sure you buddy up with someone who are more senior than you um and be humble during the journey as well um my favorite language i would say javascript at the moment because i'm heavily using it uh react is amazing i think more on the job hunting side of things my advice would be don't be offended or doubt yourself if you don't get if you don't hear anything from a company um i've been in my job for six months now uh, a company that i applied to before christmas last year um replied to me four weeks ago saying uh, i'm sorry the job's been filled so some recruitment companies are just genuinely dreadful at their jobs um so just keep applying i applied to so many before um i got this job and what, what you said cold cold message people use any sort of tenuous link you might have to that company to get a foot in the door um and just really show your passion for it uh as far as my favorite language goes um i don't get to use it anymore but i miss ruby every day <laughs> thanks for listening to the wagon live tune in next week for another episode if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe by hitting the subscribe button.